Welcome in. It's time for another podcast, another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. Jake Hatch back from vacation. Yak, how are you? Doing good. How are you doing? Now, did the vacation look a lot like the Colorado game? You know, you were happy overall with the outcome, but you were wrestling kids, so it wasn't a perfect trip. A little better than the Colorado outcome, because my oh, really? kids actually were surprisingly better than I anticipated them being. Really? Yes. Did you have them locked in a van for 10 hours to Southern California? No, we didn't. We took them to Disneyland for a few days. And well, then... yeah, that's 10 hours. Well, yeah. well 11, depending. But with little kids, it can be 12, depending if you have to you know, stop in every town to go to the My daughter bathroom. in particular loved Disneyland, so she was totally cool. Just How old's your daughter? Two and a half. Oh, she's really? Disney everything. That's what she loves. Nice. So she was totally cool just cruising around doing her thing. Now, when the characters come up in costume and all that, do they scare or does she thrive on it? No on the characters. Everything else we're good with. Really? What yeah. about scary rides? Fast rides? All of them. Fine. Really? My wife got her. She on like They had this little tiny roller coaster yeah. in Toontown there at Disneyland that yeah. my wife got her to go on. She put her hands up like she would go down the... Nice. She yeah. had a great time. So I was impressed. But... Because as a yeah. five-year-old, the Matterhorn, I wanted to do it. It was exhilarating, but it did scare it me. It terrified me. And they used to have the yeah. abominable snowman come uh-huh. out and holler at you. That's what I hated. I didn't like that. Yeah. I didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. But then you get to like eight or ten or whatever, it and like changes. the whole thing's just a blast. Yeah. You know, it's just nonstop. Yep. So it was a good Thunder trip. Mountain? That's the best. That's my favorite roller coaster. I love Thunder Mountain. That's a great ride. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Daughter's too young to ride that one. We'll ride it next time with her, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not tall enough to do some of these. Yep. What'd you think of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Haunted She's, House? She thought it was great. Yeah. The yeah. classics never grow old. Oh, yeah. Those rides have been there forever. She likes she likes riding in boats, so she thought Pirates of the Caribbean was the coolest thing she did. It's a on. small world. Oh, yeah. That's Two o'clock small... on a hot afternoon oh, is the coolest ride. By the way, nailed the weather down there. Oh, yeah? Upper 60s, low 70s with cloud cover. It was great. Sweet. Yeah. That's a win. All right. Yep. Good trip. And yep. then you watched soccer on the trip. Well, I got we got home Friday. So I, oh, so I was, you were back in town. I was in home town. in time. You were back in town. I watched okay. the Rocky Mountain Cup go down and a 3-2 three, yep. three, win. So, we like to do, you know, three takeaways apiece, stuff okay. we saw, stuff we... And on Thursday, I don't know if you watched the Donnie Toya interview online. We had him I did. on, on uh, Talking Real. Loved the Donnie Toya interview. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair to put this on players... Um, <laughs> okay. You know, because they, they're nice enough to come in on their own time and yes. do the interview. And so I appreciate all of them. But I have to say, Sam Johnson and Donnie Toya back to back were both very good. I really felt like I walked away knowing a lot more about both guys. I knew Donnie's name. I hadn't really talked to him. Yeah. Such a crazy ride. Oh, you know, yeah. Partly like the league wasn't built the right way for him to make the jump from the academy. And then he's got to bounce around. Mm hmm. And you can rationalize it and understand it, but in the moment, it's a gut punch. Yes. You know, you got to go to the minors. You're not good enough. You're out. See I mean, ya. it's just yeah. harsh, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, but he battles through in Tucson and he goes to Phoenix and he gets back in the league. And man, he's playing for a really good team in Montreal. They're in the CONCACAF uh, Champions League. They're in the final. They're playing in front of 60,000 Olympic Stadium. It's awesome. Heartbreak, like for RSL, you know, you think you have a chance, you're real close, you're right there. And you can't break through and win the thing. And then the expansion draft, you can't control it. GMs don't like it. Personally, I don't know why they have one. Two biggest things I hate about it, Major League it Soccer. Needs to go away, yes. One, the playoff format, which they have now fixed. Yes. I didn't like the, well, you know, it's traditional in the home and home. Stop. Not when you're in the league where you've determined who's better and there's a home field advantage. And Americans like the knockout play. We love March Madness. We love the NFL playoffs where you sit down and in two or three hours there's a winner and a loser and someone's done for the year. 
It's dramatic. We love it. And I'm glad they finally went to that. They expanded to seven. They got rid of one of the buys. Yeah. I think one day we're going to see it go to eight. They're going to get rid of another buy as the league goes to oh, 30 yeah. teams. And they're not stopping at 30. They're going to 32. It's going to 32, yeah. Or 36. You heard it here first. 36? Don't rule it out. Come on now. It's a discussion for another time. I get that the owners are looking at these checks that are rolling in. You raise your hand and you get 10 or $15 million for voting yes. And I think the markets are going to keep lining up. If, he, okay. if the markets line up and they build stadiums, you know, in, in Major League Baseball or in the NFL, there's not enough quarterbacks. But soccer's a global market. There's plenty of players to import from elsewhere in the world. Pick okay. a continent. But right there, what you're going to have to do to import those players, DJ, is expand the salary cap to allow teams to well, do that. That's what they've been doing. I mean, they, and they, it's a it's a soft cap, but with designated players and allocation money. Well, I'm just saying that even that soft just, cap needs to go up. Right. And they force you, and I think it will, yeah. and they force you with a soft camp to spend money on six-star players. Usually gotcha. attacking yeah, players. true. Occasionally yeah. a goalkeeper in Colorado, which gets to get back to the match we're focused on here. <laughs> okay. What Donnie, one of the many things that Donnie Toy has said that I found interesting, um, and I heard this from players at training too, but it's that RSL, you just can't tune out. You can't lose your focus for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and it's not just a Mike Pecky thing. It happened in the Jeff Casario, and it's uh-huh. not just an RSL thing. You can see it happening around the league and around the world. You can't tune out on a throw-in. You can't tune out on a corner kick. RSL played 30 minutes of really good soccer, which was more obvious because Colorado was playing very poorly. They were not aggressive. They were very passive. And RSL was winning every second ball. They were winning every 50-50 ball. They were uh, just blowing right through the midfield like it wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Mike Pecky's been on and play direct, play direct, bypass guys, take some chances. You know, not not just randomly lob hopeful balls forward, but with a purpose, when the odds are tipped in your favor, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to have a 90% chance of completing that pass. Be aggressive on a pass where you got a 70% chance of splitting those defenders. Well, that's that you goal. won't every time, but the reward yeah. is there. Beasler's goal. That's that was the kind of ball they weren't playing. That's that they did play. And it Great out. ball from Beasler. Yeah. Great first touch. Mm-hmm. To bring that ball down, and not just bring it down, to, but to play it right into your playing space. Exactly. So you can run on it. Not yeah. not too heavy a touch. You know, don't give the defender an angle. It was... Well, that, that's, that's why that's why the U.S. men's national team is interested in Corey Baird. Yeah. Now, he had a counterattack later in the match when RSL tuned out, and he had Albert Rusnak on his left. And, and he, he needed to get it to him. He Rusnak was wide open. And you saw him very demonstratively wet. Very <laughs> frustrated. It was a golden opportunity. It was. I don't know if it was going to be a Rusnak goal or a Rusnak assist, but the but odds of them scoring, if that ball gets played, were pretty good. They're carving Colorado open at that point. So and so when they got to 2-0, I thought the third goal was coming before mm-hmm. halftime. Yeah, it, it was, was that no way. reason. But, but they tune out. They give up a goal. Yeah. Then they come out and they give up a second goal. And uh, the post-game interview, I thought, uh, was really good with Putnam. He's talking about, yeah, we talked about it at halftime. And then we came out in two minutes and we give up a goal. The, the goal they gave up, um, well, the goal they gave up because Justin Glad meant to cut that ball out. That ball, when it gets played in there it, and you're turning around facing, yeah. you got to play. If you play that into the stands, nobody criticizes yeah, you. Yeah, that's fine. you got to. 
hopefully you clear it to the teammate and you start a counter because everybody's all stretched and spread out. But if you play it out of bounds and you can see the throw in, you can all live with that. And it went off his heel and basically got teed up right on the penalty spot. Well, yeah, Kellen Acosta just thank hey, you very yes. much and gift wrapped that, put a bow on it. Andrew Putnam had no chance to really do much with that because he left him out to dry. Right. But it's an unfortunate balance. But that felt like a physical mistake. The second one felt like a mental mistake. It was and a mental mistake. Those bother me more in any time in any sport. And guys, I, I kind of get Corey's on the post and he doesn't want to leave the post, although he probably should have. Yes. But with Demir, I didn't get what Demir was doing at all. Gotta, the ball was yeah. high. It was a little bit of a challenge, I think, for Corey to get to it. And maybe he could have. Okay. You know, but Demir's taller. Yeah. And Demir could get to it. And Demir's not on the post. He's got nothing to give up. Go get There's it. There's no risk. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't. And it was funny. And he knew it too. Oh, yeah. Because they had a bunch of corners in that match because RSL has given up more corners than anyone in the league. They're and okay every, giving them up apparently. Every corner after that, Same Demir thing. was attacking the ball. Yeah. Demir was two steps to the ball, always attacking, always wears it, didn't play it passively, went and got the ball. He realized, yeah, he realized the mistake. But I, that's what I wanted to bring up today was the lapses in RSL's focus. Donnie talked about it, but this has been a recurring theme all year long for RSL. They play well in sports. When they play at their peak, they're one of the 10 best teams in this league easily. So I was reading some stuff, Matthew Doyle, on uh, MLSsoccer.com, and he was talking about LAFC and how awesome they are. And, I mean, the number of goals they're scoring, their goal differential versus what teams have done in entire seasons, they're already matching. They right now have a goal differential that parallels what other elite teams have done over the course of an entire season. LAFC is on fire. They are. They are on fire. And you're thinking... RSL was down there against a motivated LAFC team that they knocked out of the playoffs the year before. They had them Mm 1-1. They were Mm shorthanded. Albert didn't play in that game because that was when he was suspended for his red card. They didn't have Albert. They put in Portillo for his first minutes ever. He got a red card. They're down a man. They still nearly got a result. So you're right. You're dialed in. We've seen it. When they're dialed in, what they did at LA and Seattle, they passed the eyeball test. But it just doesn't make sense why that can't because it's Last. a natural human thing to play to the level of your competition. Okay, I get that, but we're talking about the Colorado Rapids, who have all of two points this year, have yet to win this season, and you very nearly allowed them to equalize. Well, Abubakar was he was a step off. He was off. He was off. But that's a nervy, nervy moment for you to... There were multiple nervy <laughs> yes, moments. Yes, but you, you can't... This is a team you should have gone out. Like you said, you're up 2-0. You look like three is coming. This is yeah. looking, trending at least early on in this match towards what we saw in the 6 nothing demolition a year ago. But then they lose focus and it's 2-2. So another point I wanted to bring up was Sam Johnson. Because okay. he gets the game winner when it's 2-2. Yes. And he scores. That is four goals in five games. He's looking every They have been DP. scored in different ways. Yes. You know, the guy who scores in one or two ways, you know, can be shut. Corey Baird, as a rookie, yeah. scored a lot of his goals with speed getting in behind. Uh-huh. Eventually, yeah. people adapt. But when you score a lot of different ways, you know, you get a rebound here, you get across here, you do use your speed another time, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, that lunging toe poke of a goal that he had the week before. <laughs> Squeezed it by. Uh... Right. So he's scoring a lot of different ways. You got to like that. And I just think that. You know, he stepped in it with his post-game comments, which I have a hard time getting worked up about because we're in the media. Yeah. We want athletes to be honest. We want them to keep it real. But then tell me the truth. Yeah, when he exactly. does get, but it did break the code. It did. It criticizes his teammates publicly. Mm-hmm. He's speaking, and, and I talked to a couple of his teammates, you know, and Corey Baird, man. I guess he's a Stanford guy. We shouldn't be surprised, right? Because he's just like, 
you know, he's what, what is he, 23, 24? Yeah. He's talking like he's 33 or 34. You know, oh, you know, I was said in the heat of the moment, I don't make much of it. <laughs> and I told that to Dunny, and Dunny looked at me and I said, Somebody's had media training. Somebody's a Stanford guy. Yeah. And Dunny just smiled and looked away. He never said a word. He but never said a word. It, uh, but Albert Rusnak was still, he was still irritated. He know? was. He, he, just, he just no commented. And we ran it. I mean, you could tell. It wasn't just that he said no comment, the tone he said it in. He just. Know? Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not going to escalate it, but I don't like it. Uh, but when you do that, you know, you got to back it up. When you get your chances, you got you got to take them. And the whole thing, teammates have to trust me. Okay, and then you have to reward their trust with goals. And so he scored again. That's, that's four goals in five matches. You know, and he didn't play early. They were a little worried about his health and his fitness. And yeah, then he had the long flight yeah. from the national team. And exactly. it just didn't work early in the schedule. But he's playing well right now. And there's no doubt about it because – they signed him as a DP. You expect him to score goals. And like you said, he's bagged four in the last five matches. That's about as much as you can ask for a guy like that. If he's going to go out, if you're going to make these comments like you are, right. like you said, if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk at the very the, minimum. The, the problem here is that um, it was Colorado. And they're the worst team in the league. You know, New England's close, Cincinnati's close. No, they're not, they're they're not, not very good. <laughs> but those, those three teams have all fired their coaches, yeah. and they have the three worst Goal differentials in the league. Oh yeah, seventeen this is the bottom for New England, bottom. fourteen so the, for Colorado. Yeah, the stuff you got away with against Colorado, you're not going to get away with against Toronto and Atlanta. No, Toronto's sixth in the Honestly, East right now. I don't now, think you're yeah. going to get away with it in Montreal or New York, which is where they're going after these exactly. two home games. Got four games in it left now before a Gold Cup break. They've got to be careful because they play like the first thirty minutes, they'll be okay. But you play the other sixty minutes like you did. Yes, you're going to be in trouble in these next four. Because you and I talked about this, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. When this month was, when we were looking at this month, this was a big opportunity. They picked up the three here at Colorado. They gave away the three against Portland. So here's a question going forward, and okay. I don't know the answer. I mean, I don't know when in the week people are listening to this, but we're recording this okay. podcast on Monday, yeah. and we won't have any access to RSL until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Mike isn't going to give us lineup decisions anyway. <laughs> no. Not a chance in the world. So, but does Bofo stay in the starting 11? I liked what he did. He looked I good. thought he drew a lot of fouls. Mm-hmm. Now he was going at a 16-year-old uh, left back yeah. to the point, and he destroyed him to the point that in the middle of the match, in the middle of the first half, they flipped their outside backs. Yep. And so then RSL just flipped. So, okay, Bofo, you're going to you the other side. You go on the other side. Yeah. Wherever he goes, Bofo, you go. Yeah. You know, he drew a lot of fouls. He, he drew the penalty that Rus and I got. He was a problem. He was really good. And I really can't see them keeping Savarino out of the lineup for a long time. But he hasn't been creating chances. He, he hasn't been that dangerous. You know, now maybe, you know, Corey Baird, we'll see if he's on the Gold Cup team. He'll yeah. be going away here, and, and that may be how Savarino gets back. That opens the spot, yeah. Gets back in the lineup. I could see that. I Savarino, the, towards the end of last year, I feel like the start of this year is similar to his start of 2018. It's kind of a slow start, didn't necessarily do a lot. A lot. I remember, I have a very good friend who's a big RSL fan. He likes to text me all the time during games. I remember last year, very clearly, he's like, why in the world are they putting Savarino out there? And I tried to explain his, his ability to keep the ball, to slalom through and everything. But it goes back to when you do one thing, eventually people they, adjust. They catch up to you. But yeah. I felt like Savarino last year, people caught up to him. He adjusted and had a good finish to the season. I'm hopeful this year he can adjust once again and start yeah. producing. We'll see. 
I think the other thing to watch going forward is uh, when are guys going to come back from injuries? I don't think Beckerman's back this week. I think he's out another week. I think, um, but I don't know that. They don't tell me. And people say, you know, oh, you did the game. <laughs> hey, so you tell know. us what's going on. The, the guy who does the games from Cincinnati, we were talking on the phone, okay, you know, yeah. doing yes. a little homework, trading some tips. Yeah. He goes, what do you think about the lineup? I said, I work in a newsroom. Mike Petke will never tell me about the lineup. <laughs> so this is just, you know, what I know or yes. what I hear, or, you know, what yeah. I observe and comparing it to previous injuries and all that. Okay. I think Romando's close. Okay. But what they will not tell us is if he has some slight setback. We've all seen him out of training. Yes. But, you know, did he feel something? Does it feel tight? Does it, you know. Does he feel, he has to feel comfortable. Right. the biggest thing. But he was out doing stuff. And yeah. So, you know, maybe, but I won't, I will not be surprised at all if Putnam is back. And Everton's getting closer. He's doing stuff, but that's he, one guy I want to see back sooner rather than yeah. later. I thought Beasley's played well though. He has. Thought, played, well, yeah, he set Beasler's up that goal. Good. That was a great. He's he's done great in his spots. I just feel like Everton is such a wrecking ball in the middle of that right lineup. But if he comes back, does Beasley go to the bench or does Beasley play with him? Do those two play? Demir goes up, and either Bofo or. Corey. Uh, or Corey goes to the bench. I could you see know, cause that. Because I, I still think there's a chance to go 4-1-4-1. If Everton comes back, and I don't think they'll do it right away with him because of the they don't know about his conditioning to go 90 yes. in that 4-1-4-1. Yeah. But I really can't see him. He's shown the athletic ability, and he's shown the decision-making that you don't need to leave him back there in a partnership. Well, Put him between the center backs. Lineup versatility is a benefit in this league if you can get away with it. So if they can have a four-one-four-one, they can deploy at times and feel comfortable with it, and it's effective. And if they get a lead, Demir can sit deeper, and they can exactly. be a little more conservative. It becomes and defend a, a little that four-two-three-one. I think it's a great thing. But to you have. can put that fifth guy into the attack. But it's—I don't think that's coming until after the Gold Cup, because, like you said, you got to get Everton back and get his fitness back before you can trust him to say, "Hey, you're the lone destroyer. Go get it." All right, it's DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. It's uh, Toronto, Saturday at 1 o'clock. That's an early game. It's yeah. an unusual afternoon game. I think a- it's because Any of, reason? I think it's because of Canadian TV. Okay. I gotcha. think that's a Canadian TV slot. Is it a national TV slot for them? They're, that's everything in Canada. All The Vancouver, Montreal, and Toronto, it's not local. It's, oh, it's, all, it's all a national. So the, TSN. TSN, yes. And uh, they have the five channels. Okay. They don't have the Ocho, but, but they have it's, five. It's Canada's ESPN. Yes, and they so have the it's, five. Yeah, yeah, you see everything. There. Okay, cool. So uh, that's it. And then there'll be a Friday night match yes. with Atlanta, which works out because they're going to have midweek in Montreal with a long travel day. Give you a little extra time. Exactly. Yeah. All right. DJ and Yach. DJ and Yach Soccer Talk. We're here every week. Check us out and we'll see you for the game Saturday night and talking around Thursday night.